Hello internet and welcome to the 42nd episode of the Deep Fried Neurons podcast. It is a podcast about stories that I find extremely interesting and today I brought you one of the stories that I've been meaning for a, to do for a long time and turns out I've been doing it for a while is cities cities and crimes that they remember. So today uh, I'm doing another crime from Pune. This time it's the one that happened in my lifetime like during my lifetime but not while I was in the city. and uh, it's crimes like these that echo through time and their stories keep passing on and i believe that someday people will tell urban legends about it they talk about this case anyway the name of the criminal is completely known uh, to this day to everyone who lives and breathes in the city and if you don't know somebody will tell you about it so i was just interested in the story and so i made a podcast about it um so i'm going to cue the fucking The year of 2012 living in India was very weird because it started and ended with some really really crazy crime. Um of course 2012 December is pretty recognizable to probably everybody in the world because it was one of the biggest wake up calls and one of the darkest things to come out of the Indian society. I'm talking speci- specifically about the Jyoti Singh case more popularly known as the Nirbhaya case. um and i say the name of the victim in the in the case even though that's not what's advised or is the convention is because the mother of the victim insists on doing so so um i mean that one is all, is pretty much known to everybody i think delhi crime came out as a series to evaluate like sorry in detail discuss that story about like how the jyoti singh case was handled and everything around the case but that wasn't the only major crime story that year um of course it was a very important one it was a very socially driven one but doesn't amount to the only one that was weird um since you know about that one or at least i'm assuming that you know about the jyoti singh case i will leave that out for now and i'll start in the beginning of the year in january now people who are residents of pune know this story because it's one of those crimes that's sort of woven into the fabric of the city's identity i mean for example um what's his name sindhith halwai um we've covered him on this podcast before the serial killer from mumbai or um, the jyoti singh case in delhi's uh, in delhi's case it, this is one of those incidents because everybody remembers what they were doing on that morning uh, of course this is not an example on the same scale but is of the same nature uh, 911 all of america remembers what happens on 911 but new york specifically remembers what they were doing on that day and i think this was the same for pune of course i didn't live the live here at the time but i had news and um, this was all over the news back when uh, this was happening and i was uh, like a teenager probably at the time uh, and i remember my um, mom's friend uh, like one of her sons was studying engineering in the city at the time and she called him specifically 
to tell him to not go outside that day because of how just how weird this story was now uh, for the facts of the case i'll just jump right into it on january 25th 2012 in the morning mana survey uh, not mana survey mana survey is the gangster from this guy what's his name i'm sorry santosh mane santosh mane uh, a bus driver and an employee of the msrtc maharashtra state road transport commission took a bus out of the lot uh, in his civilian clothes and he started driving around like a madman by the afternoon of that day he had run over about 9 people and injured probably 15 to 20 more in in that period a student uh, jumped into the moving bus uh, grabbed the steering and made him stop got him to stop basically and then he was arrested by the police as the mob jumped on him it was a chilling case um because after i moved to pune which was about 3 years after this incident everybody still remembered it. it was fresh in everybody's memory i remember talking to some of my local friends who used to live in the area where the abhyankar murders happened and they said that their parents wished that they wouldn't live to see another day of that kind of dread in the city of course i just talked to two of them and but and this is a very extreme example but you realize the 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 scale of the scandal the scale of fear it stri- striked in people's minds or like people's hearts and something like that sort of draws my attention to itself not just because it's it's a it's a story that will eventually turn into an urban legend uh but also because it's it's just so peculiar um, i've i've read the the entire case that that happened on uh, this person mr money and of course uh, you've seen the nature of crime you've seen how how it has worked the guy has no priors and um he kills so all of a sudden he kills nine people it definitely looks like insanity right which is what was pleaded by the defense lawyer in his uh, te- in his trial in the sessions court the sessions court of course considering how rare the element was in this um, case held up a a death sentence a capital punishment sentence he was to be hanged to death in um, according to the sessions court but of course they don't have the power to do that so i mean they do have the power to do that but it has to be approved by the high court so after the sessions court passed this death sentence the high court up upheld its uh, death sentence and it was it was quite peculiar because the defense lawyer uh, produced three testimonies two of them from one of them from the sasoon hospital and another one from yerwada mental hospital where um, yerwada regional Host- hospital I'm, uh, i'm sorry both of which conferred that 
mental insa- insanity could not be ruled out in the case of Mr. Mane. And then the defense managed to produce a psychiatrist. I think his name was Burute. Not that it matters, but uh, Mr. Burute confirmed that he diagnosed uh, Santosh Mane with mania. And he was subject to have manic episodes. Now, of course, um, the High Court saw this testimony and uh, discarded it because they believed that it was it was too convenient. And second, they couldn't... The defense, as well as they did at proving that it is a possibility that Santosh Mane had medical insanity, there is no reason to believe that he was going through an episode of mania while the crime actually happened i mean there was no evidence to support that no medical no medical record all the prior um, interactions that he had with other people showed no signs of episodes of mania described in the testimonies and he it was just a normal day that turned into this massacre and the high court upheld the sessions court decision to give this man the death sentence because of how heinous his crime was and how many lives he ruined if i'm not wrong i came across a man um back when i was in the other college who lost both of his legs during the uh, santosh mani incident i for the god of me i uh, life of me i can't remember his name i just remember where i met him and i just don't want to dox him so i'm not going to let you know and he well he remembers that day like it was yesterday and he realizes how, what kind of an impact it had and he sees he sees why he's i mean i don't see what he sees but he sees the reasons to live now uh, which is which is kind of the silver lining here but at the same time he misses walking he didn't say it to me but i'm pretty sure he misses walking i mean i would so not the point anyway but santosh mani killed nine people couldn't prove that he was mentally insane during the uh, during the uh, trial there was no proof of intent or motive that was shown but he was clearly caught on tape uh, killing people and then uh, the defense made an appeal in the supreme court and the supreme court turned over the death sentence and turned it into a life sentence in jail which is definitely a lesser uh, punishment but that's because they understood that mental medical insanity could not be ruled out along with other facts of the case even though it's clear that uh, the mens reus was completely uh, sorry actus reus and mens reus were completely present and the crime was heinous which is curious the court recognizes that it could not prove legal insanity but at the same time it anticipates the possible possibility of medical insanity and that's why they lessened somebody's sentence which is interesting given the fact that Mr Santosh Mane actually behaved completely normally in jail. Uh his prison guards and his inmates all of them reported that there was nothing wrong with this guy. 
which is which makes it even more scarier that what happened on January 25th on in 2012 for no rhyme or reason santosh mani got into a bus which he had full access to for years and suddenly started driving around and killing people of course the versions of the story when you hear it from the people themselves who are not credible sources say that he was denied a holiday for for months by his boss and he didn't fit in with his contemporaries is why he went crazy but i i i i i have my own problems with that i mean maybe he was he was frustrated but i don't see that to be the reason and plus i mean when people get together and talk about these crimes there was then a suing circle really so i'll take it with a pinch of salt but overall the fact that in broad daylight he killed nine people with a bus and another 11 injured or 15 which whatever the number is google it i don't remember <laughs> it's not like i put effort into these things anyway so there's that and um i'm just shook by the f- by the absurdity of the weirdness the absurdity of this crime and how the absurdity itself led to the crime being integrated into the identity of the city because anybody who's lived here for like born after 2000s really um earlier than 2000s maybe even 2005 clearly remembers this day at least in the city and i can't help but be curious about it Well if you find out what the intent was if there's any reports that I missed during this podcast please let me know in the comments or just text me on Instagram whatever I'll I'll love to know and um thank you All right people that's all I have for for you this week and um today I have a special me- message for a guy named Paris who keeps commenting on my Instagram memes I'm sorry dude <laughs> filling 30 minutes of content is quite a lot of work uh, i know that recording audio is easier and plus the way i do it is um you know not exactly my 100% I, i'll admit that i'll try to give my 100% as well but i can't promise you 30 minutes of content um, of course i'm going to switch to some interviews which will give you more more uh, bulky or more heavy files but So far you're going to have to manage with what you got. And um I'm I'm glad that you listen to this podcast so often and you want more of it. Thank you so much. Um if any of you are new to the podcast, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Keep listening to me on Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're getting this. And um leave a nice comment. Let me know if you want me to bring you some merch that you'd like to buy sometime in the future. if this channel ever grows big and um make sure you stay healthy take care of yourself bye